0: Welcome back to the Intergrowth Podcast. This is Bloater Punch, and we've got Sandwich Punch and Baby Punch with us. So happy Merry Christmas, I should say to both of you.
1: Yeah, thanks, man. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, guys.
0: Merry Christmas. So real quick, some housekeeping items. So we have a giveaway planned. We have a giveaway planned, and we're going to test out a live format. So if you guys are interested in this podcast next week, we're going to test out a live stream on YouTube live. And on that YouTube live, we are going to try and give away a free summon of a gen zero thief and a gen zero archer. So if you qualify for that giveaway, you will get free freely without cost to you. You will get the product of that summon between a gen zero thief and a gen zero archer. So you will not pay summoning costs. And even if you we summon a mythic dark knight or whatever comes out of there, you're getting it. Hmm. So please be sure to follow the instructions on Sandwich Punch's Twitter, and he will instruct you on how to enter into that and timing and all of that. So make sure you're up to date. Okay, so enough of the housekeeping items. Let's jump in. So we're going to try and adjust this format. There's going to be a newbie section where we talk to some newbie items that I think are still translatable to most of the audience. And then we're going to have a whale section where we talk to maybe some more nuanced topics. And then if we have time, we'll hit some miscellaneous questions. Okay. So we're going to dive into the newbie section now. Chapter one, newbies. So one topic I thought was pretty interesting, and Sandwich Punch had some good ideas about this, is, hey, I'm leveling a hero. How do I know, excuse me, how do I know which stats to level? And do I always or should I always align my leveling stats with the professional alignment? So that's one facet. And the other facet is, how do I factor in some other nuances like, hey, my strength is blue, but I'm a priest. Do I care about strength? Is strength worthless to me? So we're going to be covering those topics now in terms of nuancing regarding leveling. So I'm going to turn the screen over to Sammich Punch, who's going to actually walk us through the leveling of an archer and we're going to see um, how
2: he does that and how he's going to make certain decisions. All right. So uh, we're going to do a priest instead of archer. I actually have leveled up all my archers, <clears throat> but uh, the question is a good one because I, I mean, I've run into, th- I run into this every single time and I'm trying to make a decision of like late game. Okay. Some of my heroes are going to be full-time profession questers and some of them I want to be combat oriented. <clears throat> and so For some heroes, the combat, I will call them the combat stats and the profession stats align, but some of them they don't. So uh, an archer is a really good example for profession, you know, a a good profession for an archer that aligns with its typical stat gross is a um, forager because they have very high dex. But a forager requires dex and int and int is not high on the archer's stats, for example, uh, this awesome spreadsheet here, um, if you check out Archers, they have 80% growth rate for decks, but only a 40% growth rate for intelligence. So not great. Hey, so
0: Sandwich Punch, remind me, what did Hubert say regarding stat growth and prioritizing stat growth? high stat growth attributes?
2: Yeah. So he said that generally speaking, the the stats that have the highest growth rate for a specific class are going to be the ones that are best for them for combat. So, you know, I'm looking here at an archer that's dexterity, strength, endurance. Um, if you take a look over at like paladin, I mean, this guy's champ strength, vitality, endurance. And uh, I mean, strength. So and mining's going to be perfect for him,
0: right? Because he's, yeah. he's already leveling strength and endurance.
2: Right. So you don't even really have to make this decision very much with a paladin between like, well, do I level stats based for their profession or based on combat? So the example we're going with here is a priest. So, <clears throat> um, you know, if we think about it, priests are generally good at gardening because of their wisdom growth rate. So if you look here, priest has 80% chance to successfully roll plus one on wisdom and their vitality is okay. It's 50. So wisdom... Vitality uh, and then I guess if you were going profe- like strictly based on profession, you don't, I mean, you're not going to need endurance, intelligence, strength, and dexterity. So I would go with luck here. I think I'm going to go, uh, let's see, I'm going to go more of a combat oriented build. And so if I'm looking at combat, I'm going to go uh, wisdom and intelligence. And then, you know, you have an option here, endurance and vitality are pretty close to each other. But, and if you ever like, you know, we don't know, we're still speculating, but if you go to the docs, there are some, some very, I guess, generic details about what each of these do. For example, intelligence adds multiplier to various actions, especially skills and magic. Wisdom adds a multiplier to magic attacks and skills and increases in magic defense. So wisdom and int are going to be great for spell casters, but then it's like, okay, well, what do I do between vitality and endurance? Vitality helps impact your HP growth. Endurance, on the other hand, is more of like a defense. uh, Like if you're thinking of like Diablo two or Diablo three, endurance would be like the defense uh, statistic, dodge evasion, that kind of stuff. Well, I guess not, I wouldn't say dodge evasion because I think that comes into play with uh, agility, but it's your like resistances, whereas vitality would just be straight up HP growth. And so you're always trying to balance. I think once we get late game, we have to figure out like, well, what's going to benefit more more defense and resistances or more uh, HP. So um, I guess just to reiterate, this guy's got a a good example of like having to decide, like if I'm going to go, if I'm like, this guy is going to be gardening for the rest of his life. Um, Which is
0: kind of that's even hard to say, though, because that could be the plan now. But we also know without the certainty regarding future questing and combat, that might be the right plan now. And then we're going to get later. So you might want to have a mitigating strategy, to your point, because when combat comes out, it may be so attractive that you're like, hey, I really need this guy in combat. So had I prioritized a strictly uh, profession build and you're already leveling him because we talked about in the last episode. If you have level one commons that are strictly farmers, that may work out in the end. But if you have guys you're already leveling, that's where I feel like you might want to be more conservative about how deep you go on the quote-unquote profession-only street. But again, that's just my thought.
2: Yeah, no, and I agree. And I'm curious to see what Baby Punch's thoughts are here on this. But you're exactly right. Like you – making a decision like uh, this guy is going to be a hundred percent gardener and you're starting to level up things like um you know trying to go hard on vitality and luck you know wisdom vitality luck the only three stats that would really impact gardening that could come back to hit you later if you you know you're like i actually need this guy for combat and he kind of sucks now because i didn't level up any intelligence or i didn't use my guy's blessings on intelligence so you know that there's that to consider But on the opposite side of that coin, it's like, there could be quests, like high level gardening quests are going to require, you know, Mm. but we don't know, right? Like, so it's just, (laughs) but like, the problem is, it's like, we don't have like a a rebirth token where we're going to be able to reset and, you know, redo things. So, uh, you know, you've got an option of just don't level them up yet and wait where you're burning a bunch of XP you could otherwise be earning, or you kind of just go down a path and you just lean into it.
1: So yeah, the thing uh, is- what do you think,
2: uh, baby
0: punch? Oh yeah, baby punch, please.
1: Yeah, so on this particular example that you have your priest-priest, um, if you go back to the hero base stats, sandwich punch, um, you can see that, let's see, wisdom and intelligence are there, is the best growth stat for priests. And then you were kind of already leaning into this between endurance and vitality. If it's between those two for your third... Um, and you're not quite sure if this is going to be a combat oriented hero or just a profession oriented hero. I mean, you could always just choose vitality. It's not going to be the end of the world. It, it might actually be a better case scenario when it comes to combat, but okay, it well, also benefits Punch, your, uh, let me ask
0: you this. What if vitality was 20, what would you do?
1: Um, that would definitely change that, uh, that decision process and i would probably go with endurance so um just just the sense that 50 and 60 are really close and vitality is going to benefit your profession questing and combat could be quite a ways down the road so we might just have profession quests for the next several months and so it might be the only thing we do for a while So Vitality is going to have some good advantage right there. If you choose that over Endurance, you'll have some immediate benefit.
0: And I want to come back to something you said, though, Sandwich Punch, which is, hey, you have this option where, hey, there's so much uncertainty, I'm not going to level. But my personal opinion would be there is so much more benefit to not, because again, the only way to level is, and the only way to grind XP is time. So if something changes, oh, now we know we should have done it this way, your loss will be heavily offset by the fact that you are a high level, it'll be marginal loss, whereas if you wait for the level one, and okay, now we know we're going to start leveling, that's going to take you forever based on the, you know, it's going to take you many, many, many quests to catch up. And while your your leveling may be more efficient that way, it seems like you've lost more than gained. Again, my two
2: cents on that. Yeah, I agree with that. Time's going to become a a really valuable portion of like uh, a hero's value. You know if you hit level 10 for example on a hero i mean that's that there's a lot of time put into that that somebody's going to be willing to pay a premium on and I, I don't think the market has really reflected that because really all we have is like a ton of level twos a few level threes but i think as we start to see a disparity between higher levels and like level one people are going to be willing to pay a premium for that so wow. I, I i'm also if i've got the runes i'm leveling up uh, one thing to quickly on vitality too. just, if you're ever wondering, like vitality is probably a pretty safe bet. And I think other, you know, bards and other members have brought this up. It's going to increase your HP growth. And, you know, especially here with gardening, where it's one of the profession stats, uh, having high amount of vitality is going to impact your HP growth and, you know, stacking that early, probably not a bad idea to have, you know, be able to capture, hopefully that increased vitality on subsequent level ups. As opposed to stacking HP like way later in the game, or sorry, Vitality way later in the game, there's probably some compounding effect of having it earlier.
0: Can you flip your hero card, please, Sam? Yeah. So for those of us who are bad at D5 kingdoms, what does the blue strength represent and how should we factor in the blue um, and the green into our calculations?
2: Yeah. So blue is a slight increase to the success rate for one your primary role and your secondary role. Green is just a flat bonus of plus two. Um, you know, this blue is so nominal at the time that I don't really factor it into my decisions almost at all, but Hubert has mentioned that there will be ways to increase this with items and otherwise. So I mean, I would just kind of stay tuned for that, but I'm not like, so essentially two percent, like strength, two percent. So 2% on the primary and 4% on secondary. So just as an example, if you go over here to priest there, his primary when he, so the way it works is he'll level up and it'll roll through every single one of these strength, decks, edgy vite, And it'll, it'll try to do a plus one for each of them. And this is the success rate 30. So strength is a 30% success rate <clears throat> with the blue buff, it's a 32%. So on the primary secondary is always, uh, what is it? 25% of that. So it gets a plus four bonus instead of a two you see that plus four right there so the success rate for strength will be at 11.5 rather than 7.5
0: so each stat gets two roles correct a primary yep. and a secondary and that's where that blue stat would factor in whichever attribute it's highlighting that's right. now what's weird is the market seems to really factor this in and you know anytime you know it's like oh and it's blue and it's an extra like 60 jewel you know or some crazy amount so the market always seems to value weird stuff sometimes and i've seen blue highly
1: valued at in certain trades certain um sales real quick on that so as we first got some tidbits from hubert for example he told us that professions was going to be roughly a 10 percent increase we didn't think that was going to be very impactful and so this game is very much still developing and progressing And so even though we know that the blue stat only gives plus two, plus four, like it could, and right now we're not really taking that into much consideration when choosing or purchasing um, heroes, but it very well could have a larger impact than we anticipated, just like the profession. We very much underestimated the value of having the profession gene where we thought it was, it wasn't going to play that big of a deal as a, 10% kind of bonus on top. So that might come into play a lot bigger down the road as they realize, Hey, this is really underwhelming. We need to make some changes with this and make it a, an important factor in the game. Okay. I uh, thank you for both for that input. Can we, um,
0: let's level up this hero. Cause I want to make sure we have time for some of the whale discussion. So let's level up this hero and see how sandwich punch fares on the RNG (laughs) <laughs> for a stat
2: increase yeah and one just one quick item so uh, as we're sitting here waiting for it so it's going to go through and roll for each of these stats one time for the primary class and then again for the secondary class and then what we were seeing over here is you get a plus it's so like I, this wisdom highlighter right here that's a guaranteed i got i get plus one on that each of these two that is in invite that means i have a an additional 50% chance. So it's not an additional on top of the the roll rates over here. It's just another chance, like another bite at the apple at a 50% chance success rate. So how many ints could you theoretically get maximum? Now Plus that we know... Three. Plus three. Right.
0: Okay. Because I guess there's three columns on the level up. So any stack could only hit three, correct?
2: Yep. So let's see if I get rug pulled here. Which seems to be the and case what would be the maximum benefit total?
0: Could is 18 theoretically possible, or what is the max?
2: I mean, in a perfect world, so this was a pretty good one. So I got oh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So I mean, you could have um, eight primary, eight secondary, and three bonus. Eight, so 16, 19, 19. Wow, yeah, 19 would be perfect. What's the I highest you guys world. have done? Uh, I've gotten 12,
1: 12 before, I have not broken 10.
0: I think I've gotten 13 once um, and that was when I thought uh, rarity influenced it. And then sandwich punch reminded me it's total RNG and not influenced by the rarity because one of my legendaries got like 13 and I thought that was due to being legendary, but sandwich punch corrected me. Awesome. Well, thank you for taking the time to walk us through that sandwich and leveling your hero. Um, We're going to move on. All right, so let's dive into the whale discussion here. So here's something I observed uh, and wanted to get your thoughts on that. And that is, if I I have uh, 12 fishers. So if I put a fisher here, and let's go to my inventory. By the way, I just got two eggs within the last week. Let's so go. hooray for me, right? Nice. Uh, and I've been waiting a long time. And I've, I had friends in our friend group who got one day one and super salty. So glad I got two eggs. Um, but the, the, my takeaway is, okay, so I could have a mission. I send out six guys, uh, fishing and they come back with some lantern eyes and with some iron scales. And I know intellectually and some silver fins, I know intellectually they're essentially currently worthless. They might bring back 20 or 30 cents, maybe 40 cents, maybe a dollar or two if you get a silver fin, but it's essentially not super value, but it, it feels pretty good. I'm like, cool. I got these cool in-game items. And what I'm concerned about, or what just my observation on gardening is, I send out my gardener, and then when he returns, he gives me 0. 0.00067 Joule, and that doesn't feel as good. Now, the counter-argument might be, well, well, he does get items, but some of the rewards are offset by that Joule benefit for gardening, and seeing it in dollar or jewel terms, to me, seems significantly less satisfying. And you combine that with the pain. So to me, it's not on, uh, I'm not on beta, but the pain of having to single. So you go here, you have to single one gardener. You have to, you know, it's a longer. So when I fish, I can send six out at a time and they'll come back in like 15 to 20 minutes. With gardening, I they have to spend it. It's less efficient. They have to spend the stamina. It drains over time. Then I have to come back four hours later and grab them. So it just, I don't know. To me, gardening is super painful. Uh, and wanted to get your thoughts on that. And then the second question I have for both of you is uh, I know Frisky mentioned a 4X benefit. Was that temporary or should we expect that to be permanent
2: benefit? Maybe Punch, you want to go ahead
1: first? Yeah, so as far as the psychological aspect of what the value of a bloater fish is <laughs> and the 0. 000, you know, three joule, you've got to think of it in terms of your questing profession. And if you're debating whether to send your heroes into forging or into the gardens, I think you're just going to do whatever their profession gene is because as you level up your profession skill, as that number increases, that's next to the profession. As that goes up, your rewards will start to go up. So it might feel bad right now as Numbers are really, really marginal and nominal, but as that increases and as higher level um, quests come out, the rewards will will start to increase and we'll start to have better returns and you'll see a better ROI from your hero. So you kind of just have to look past all the multiple zeros and, you know, just know that this is a level zero quest, not even a level one. So we're gonna have multiple tiers of quests and they'll have different ROIs. There'll be some that are higher risk. And as you increase your profession skill, you're going to start to see much better returns.
0: And let me make a quick observation on what you just said. It seems to me still, this I think is gonna change, but it seems to me because nothing is gated, no one really values skill yet in terms of selling and buying. So, and I look at the tavern a lot. And so like, as you can see here, I'm just going to pull up one of my heroes. So like fishing 10, I actually bought Dang, this guy dude, recently. Look at those
2: fishers, man. Dude, I love me some fishing.
0: Uh, I bought this guy recently at like <clears throat> need fishing. And he was, he was like floor price. And I just don't think they care yet. But then my speculation is when there are gates, and there are gates regarding this, the value in this, this will add significant value because the only way to get this is to grind. And so right now though, I'm telling you, you can go to the tavern right now and find eight, nine, 10 fishers. And they'll they'll sell essentially for a very, very nominal, if not identical to other crappy fishers, because no one has yet uh, seen the value of these. Whereas for me, I feel like, this is going to be super value. I like this. I'm prioritizing this. So um, just wanted to throw that in. But Sandwich Punch, your thoughts on psychological tax of gardening?
2: Yeah, I. at the end of the day, I'm on the same page as Baby Punch. Like you're just going to need to run whatever profession they have. The, the profession gene is just too good not to run that. So I'm never going to not send my gardener gardening because it's it feels bad, you know, <laughs> pulling out point zero you know jewel to you know e raised to a certain power as opposed to like a bloater fish <clears throat> but you know it's it is a good point and you know frisky mentioned that gardening is a bit of a whale quest like that it was intended that way at the beginning and it's a way to you know capitalize a little bit more on your lp earnings and, and in a sense incentivize whales to keep their lp in the game he did mention that you know they do want the average player as well to be able to benefit from it. And so there are items, but it is, you know, it's not the drop rates are way less on items. Um, Just the general, like, uh, I guess herbs that you're getting, but, you know, we just don't know where that's going to go. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if we see, you know, a lot of movement on that over the next several weeks, who knows. Um, And, but back to items, I will say Frisky did mention that the rune rate and the, uh, was it runes and eggs? XP. Um, XP. I think it was XP. Is a bit, or no, is the profession skill level as well. Uh, the the rate for those is higher. Both there's a reward multiplier right now, but also just the way that stamina is burned via gardening as opposed to foraging and fishing, that the drop rates are a little bit better on those.
0: And is that a, so was the 4X permanent or is that a temporary boost to incentivize so, immediate activity?
2: Yeah, so that's a separate thing from what I just barely mentioned with the increased drop rate for runes and professional skill level ups, but there is a multiplier going on right now, and it's been a little bit in flux. You know, Hubert mentioned it was like 4x, and then Frisky said, well, we moved all of the quest fund into one pool now, and now it's a, it's essentially 10x higher, so we reduced the, the multiplier a little bit. But essentially, we're sitting at about 4x right now is what it feels like and what kind of frisky mentioned it like the back of the napkin math is and that is supposed to taper off over time and that i think that the rationale behind that was to incentivize because we've got fishers and foragers that are hitting 10 and then gardeners starting at level zero and we want my guess is they're going to try and roll out level 10 quests altogether. together and um that would feel bad if
0: hey if you were a gardener sorry you can't participate yet
2: yeah, so th- that that was kind of the rationale they provided initially was to get these gardening boosts their skill level boosts it up faster. And there's probably a lot of other you know game theory going on why they're doing this as well. But uh, so far it feels good. I'm 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 vibing the 4x reward right now. Okay, so let me throw out a little curveball here.
0: Gardening to me represents positive price pressure because it incentivizes large holders whales to stay in the LP to leverage their gardener heroes. Mining to me now as it stands re- represents potential negative price pressure as it removes jewel or inserts additional jewel without having that that factor with gardening which is hey, I've got to keep my money in this uh, stake and if it doesn't mining's just like hey, there's more jewel entering the ecosystem that you could potentially take out immediately. So, thoughts on well, I guess two questions for both of you. One, Has there been any talk about what the mining rewards will be or is it total speculation? And two, would you agree it represents negative price pressure or do you see it from a different paradigm?
1: Go ahead, baby punch. Um, So honestly, my two cents on this is your garden rewards are essentially doing the same thing. You're getting new jewel into the game that you can essentially cash out. Your garden rewards from staking in the garden is new jewel that's being fabricated that you could instantly cash out. So I don't know that mining is going to have any different effect than say what gardening has already provided us.
0: I thought we had said initially mining rewards at at first, at least we thought we're going to be significantly higher than what gardening rewards have been. I guess if we're saying they should be in line with what gardening rewards are approximately, although again, the mechanics... With gardening, you have an LP pool, and depending on how big, like Mark, like Sandwich Punch said, <laughs> like Sandwich Punch said, uh, gardening rewards depend largely on how big your LP your pool is, how much money you have staked. Whereas mining is just going to be hitting your locked balance. I was anticipating mining to be much bigger. I, I thought at one point we were we were saying something like six jewel a miner, and you could max three miners. Maybe it was six jewel a day. I don't remember. So that it would be higher, especially for people who don't have these large pools. Hey, I have a hundred lock jewel. I'm going to be able to unlock that in a couple, uh, you know, week or two or three weeks. So, I mean, could that change it? And I guess, along with that, do we what do we know about mining right now?
2: Yeah, so I think that you're referencing back. So this was back in the days when we didn't have a very clear idea on profession gene. And Hubert was saying, you know, it's just a flat, you know, rough 10%. Bonus to whatever rewards you receive. And I think that that whole profession gene mechanic has been completely reworked. But at the time, he was saying, you know, lowest tier, so it sounded like there would be breakpoints or thresholds for lock, like depending on how much locked jewel you had, it would um, mm. <clears throat> impact how much you could farm in the locked jewel mine. And I think he said, like, lowest, the lowest uh, tier, we're talking like maybe five jewel a day. And with a profession gene, eight jewel a day. And so I think that really impacted the way everyone was looking at things. Cause yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're pumping out eight jewel a day, whether that's a per day or a per hero and three heroes per day basis, that's a lot like compared to the gardening rewards. I, I would be shocked to be honest, if that was still the case. So uh, my, my thought is like, I'm kind of, I'm not really holding my breath on that and we'll just wait and see what happens. I, I suspect that it's been like completely reworked and we'll see what happens, but you know, to your point of like downward price movement, I think there will be an element of that. And it just depends on like how big of a number that is compared to like gardening, because like baby punch said, gardening is also, there's that, you know, several million jewel sitting in a quest fund that's now emitting out not emitting, but um, a rewarding people jewel that was almost as though it were not in the circulating supply. <clears throat> so, uh, and that hasn't really impacted the price much. You know, I mean, we hit an all-time high today. So, I think, I-, I don't know that it'll be enough to really make the, you know, like Got drastic it. downward price movement. So, I want to
0: bring up a final topic here. And that is, there have been whispers, rumors about potentially down the road, this isn't anything you know next week, but down the road, we could see some high risk, high reward missions or quests that could even result potentially in dead heroes or heroes being removed or burned or maybe being very removed, but potentially re- uh, res- res- resurrectable, I guess, uh, in some extraneous cases. So the question I have is, Number one, I'm going to call it Sandwich because I think he once quoted Frisky or Hubert or someone saying they'd never have a death mechanic. They're too valuable. And then recently, I think Sandwich Punch had mentioned that this could be a possibility. So the question for Baby Bunch and Sandwich Punch is what do you think about this idea of having a really high risk, but very high reward? So we're not talking bloaters anymore. We're not even talking fuss runes. We're talking something potentially much more valuable, but. The downside being, hey, you're going to risk a, I don't know what the floor is, $400, $500 uh, NFT. So thoughts on that?
2: Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go first. So you're right. There, I can't remember which volume of the Lost Annals of Gaia, but Hubert, somebody had mentioned, like, could your hero die? And Hubert was like, no, that would, that would be, like, cool. <clears throat> but I think that this is coming up not in the concept of, like, you know, your hero dying in, as a game mechanic, but more as being driven by a desire to have like a burn mechanism. You know, everyone loves burning tokens. Burning tokens is great. It reduces supply, yada, yada, yada. But in terms of NFTs, it, it can also be equally applied. I think this week we're seeing, you know, hero floor, floor prices really go down quite a bit. And some of that is probably driven, and I don't want to get into that right now, by the price of jewel and hitting all-time high. But we also have, I think, if, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get Mr. Zipper's report here soon. But, like, I think I saw, like, a 20% growth rate in Heroes just this last two-week period. so a 10% growth. And, you know, when Heroes are growing at that rate, it, and you don't have people wanting to buy at that same rate, then, yeah, prices are going to go down. And I can see a lot of value in having, especially someone who has a giant bag of Heroes and is like, man, I could earn some, like, really sweet items by sending on these quests. And yeah, I might, some of these might get burned, but it's like your fodder heroes. Right. And you might be okay with doing that. Hmm. And I think that the, the community as a whole should be excited about that. Right. Um, I think that's just generally good for the economy as a whole.
0: Okay. I'm going to play, we're going to play a little small game for baby punch here. Okay. Based on how many heroes you have. And let's assume you have some bottom tier ones that you wouldn't mind losing or selling at discount. (laughs) <laughs> Again, we're just going to play a game. We don't know what this is. But let's say there's a 20% chance it dies. And the mac and the guaranteed reward if you live is 10 Jewel. So the question is, would you do it? And if not, what would the reward need to be to risk a 20% death rate on a hero?
1: Um, so honestly, just top of my head, if there was a 20% chance of death, I think... The reward would need to be at least twenty, if not greater, percent of the sure cost price. of that hero. Yeah, so you need to have some sort of reward that is going to offset the de- potential death of a hero. Um, and again, we don't really know quite the depths of what that really means. I know he he spoke on that briefly to kind of lead us towards the the fact that they want to burn some heroes. It's really heavy right now on the the hero pool, and Sandwich Punch was just addressing this. And so as we slow down the summoning hero prices, I imagine will will come back up. But to your original question, I think you would have to have, you know, if you're risking twenty percent chance of death, you'd at least have to have a twenty percent cost of that hero and i don't know how that's if you're sending one hero or a party of heroes on a quest and you know off the top of my head i would not send any super high valuable heroes on a gen zero on
0: a 10 jewel run
1: yeah he did say gen zeros would not be eligible to go on quests (laughs) that have the potential of a hero death but yeah he
2: said we got to protect the gene pool so
0: awesome Well, thanks both of you. We're going to wrap there. So appreciate both your feedback. And again, to the listeners, make sure to stay tuned to sandwich Punch's Twitter, where he will be announcing the live stream timing as well as the giveaway. So be sure to tune in for your shot to win a free summon of a gen zero thief with a gen zero archer. So
2: one, one quick item on that bloater punch. So, uh, for anybody that's like really deep into like recessive genes <clears throat> and kind of some of the more advanced summon mechanics, I will note this is a D slash R one archer and a D slash R one thief. Meaning, they have about a ninety five percent chance to pull through thief and archer for purposes of doing the uh, advanced class check. So it's about I think if you use the hero bot and Discord, a twenty a high twenty two percent chance for a dark knight.
0: So this isn't your wizard miner situation. What I think Sandwich Punch is saying is you've got some good and I don't know, I'll edit this out if he doesn't want me to say this, but we just me Sam, Sandwich Punch and Baby Punch were sitting in Discord, Sandwich Punch seven, boom, Dark Knight Mythic popped up. That's right. Dark Knight yeah, Mythic.
2: Yeah. No, so right. so yeah. I actually lot, summoned yeah. twice with it i've summoned twice with this combo i actually just reached after like figuring out more information about the dominant and recessive genes i purchased the thief a couple weeks ago at floor I essentially sold one of my other gen zeros and swapped them out but i've summoned with it twice and both have been a dark knight obviously that's mega rng and i got super lucky because it should only be about a 23 percent success rate but I mean, so what you're saying, saying is saying you, you used
0: all the luck already, and Dark Knight is way lower now. <laughs> or
2: or this, maybe these things are just pumping them out. So oh, that's we'll
0: true. See. It's like a blessed Gen Zero. Right. Gaia has blessed this Gen Zero. <laughs> Got it. Awesome. So tune in for that, please. And thanks for listening.
2: Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye.